0: Yell at seven, one to the right center indeed! Get up!
1: I'm your host Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Hurt and you can find my writing by following review and the Brewer Wisconsin Sports Heroics on Twitter. Joining me today is my cheesehead head loving buddy Trevor. He is the host of the Packers Trilogy Podcast and you can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. Today we have lots of action to get to, including a brewer's trade and a series win. So we will hop right into that action. Game 1 was a 9-4 loss. It was a second consecutive bad start for Adrian Hauser. Hauser began this game by allowing a three-run homer in the first inning and altogether gave up two home runs to Jesse Winker, who not only finished this game with three home runs, but had five in total in this series. Command was terrible for Hauser in this game. In four innings, he walked four batters, got tagged with six earned runs, and the offense was not much better. Urias drew a bases-loaded walk in the second to play to run, but otherwise we didn't score until the sixth inning when we picked up three runs to make it a 4-6 to six game. But then in the seventh, we brought in Josh Lindblom, who, as always, was terrible. He gave up two runs in the seventh and what could have been... And it could have been more if it wasn't for an incredible running-towards-the-wall catch from Lorenzo Kane to save a bunch of runs from scoring. And then Lindblom also gave up a run in the 8th, which was Winker's third home run of the night. And that's how we got to 9-4 to in a bad, bad Friday night loss. Game 2 was a 4-3 win. It was the first game in which Willie Adams was with the Brewers, and he got the start at shortstop. Urias started at second base for Wong in this one, who was recovering from a hit-by-pitch the night prior. And Brett Anderson was on the mound, and he was good. He went five innings, gave up two runs, and then Souter followed him, gave up one run. And eventually, Devin Williams and Josh Hader shut out the Reds in the eighth and ninth innings. They struck out five out of the six batters combined between the two of them. Offensively, Urias homered in the third, JBJ had a clutch bloop single in the 6th to play 2 runs. And then with the game tied at 3, the unsung hero Daniel Robertson had a pinch hit solo homer to dead center off a mistake changeup in the 7th inning. It was right down the middle, and that's how we got to 4 runs, and that was the difference in this one. Was not pretty, but it forced a rubber match, in which on Sunday's game, Game 3, we won 9-4, to so flip-flopped. The result from game one and man finally a breakout win for this offense which is important because freddie peralta was pretty meh in this one but because we were able to put up five runs in the first three innings that was that came via a clutch two rbi single from adamas another bases loaded walk and then an avi garcia opposite field dinger um, and then in the fifth freddie was unable to get out of the inning his pitch count was running up high the Reds had played in two runs, including another Jesse Winker Homer. Um, but thankfully we were able to get those runs right back in the sixth. A two RBI triple from Colton Wong. And then a Christian Yelich single made it eight to two. And then in the ninth, Christian Yelich at his first home run of the season. Absolute bomb. And then in the bottom of the ninth, Alec Banner gave up two runs in garbage time. But by that point it really didn't matter. Uh, because the brewers got the win so with sunday's victory the brewers finally won a freaking series they had lost (laughs) the last three in a row and now we finally got one against the nl central rivals in the reds i'm gonna call them the rivals because i hate all other nl central teams but man finally got a series win there was a trade there is just a lot to talk about here where do you want to start today trevor you want to talk about the series you want to talk about the trade where is your head at
0: Well, let's start with the series, because when the fuck was the last time the Brewers won a series?
1: (laughs) The Marlins. Um, The Marlins. (laughs) Oh, my
0: goodness. What was that like,
1: three weeks ago now? Let me tell you, it felt like an eternity. And I thought it was really funny, because you messaged me on Friday, and you're like, how do you watch this shit every night? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's really funny. Cause I actually wasn't watching on Friday and I was just trying to socialize, <laughs> but it was a battle of the Reds who are the best team, at least entering this weekend, the best team in the major leagues with runners in scoring position against the Brewers who are the worst. There's <laughs> so mm-hmm. like the tale of two sides there. Um, but obviously we scored enough runs to, to get a victory. So I don't know. We we break out for nine runs here on Sunday. Christian Jelicic's first dinger of the year. I think it's a good thing that our bats are getting going here. We've got the Padres coming up, but what what was your overall impression of what we saw offensively here? So I want to say one thing before we go to the offense.
0: Why the fuck were they still pitching to Jesse Winker?
1: (laughs) I know. Five home
0: runs. Unbelievable unbelievable that was frustrating and i'll be honest didn't even know the guy's name going into this series and he hits fucking five home runs and just and it wasn't like it was just five home runs he was on especially on friday night i i was at a wedding as tyler as you know on on saturday I wasn't able to watch the Saturday game. I was able to watch the last like six minutes of the Bucks game and then I had to leave. And that's about when the Brewers were playing. So yeah, that was that was very frustrating. Offensively, I started to notice before Yelich even hit the home run. I just saw it in his at bats. I'm like, okay, he's coming back. I think they mentioned it was like 114. Mile an hour exit velocity on his first at bat, I think, of Sunday's game. Didn't get a hit off of it, but yeah, I felt Yelich was coming back. It was awesome to see him get a couple hits, get him going again. Obviously, I still want to see those strikeouts from him go down, but he's just getting back into it. I expect nothing but up from here for Christian Yelich, which is exciting. Uh, obviously, getting that MVP bat back in the lineup on a consistent basis is going to be huge offensively other than that there's not like a ton of greatness I think Colton Wong had a good day, or a, a good series I think you know Lorenzo Kane had a pretty good series Urias of course trade for your replacement and Urias has a decent series uh, including mm. a home run two RBIs lots of solid, nothing spectacular, but if the majority of the team is solid, you're probably going to be pretty well off offensively. So that's that is a good thing. We don't have to have someone go 7 for 10 every series if multiple people are going 3 for 8, 3 for 9, 3 for 10, you know, something like that. If we have a lot of people doing that, then we don't need the crazy Jesse
1: Winker level fucking home run numbers in the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was just like the amount of extra bases that we got this series, like players with at least one double, Wong, Tyrone Taylor, Omar Narvaez, Urias, and I don't know who I'm missing else, but then Wong also had a triple, players with a home run, Avi Garcia, Daniel freaking Robertson, Christian Yelich, like we mentioned Urias had a homer and robertson's home
0: run obviously was huge big time home run for him and it barely got over the wall but that was huge we want mvp level christian yelich back and i really hope we get him but it's timely hitting and that needs to be the big thing because if this offense just gets some timely hitting you mentioned it tyler if they can go from worst to middle of the road with runners in scoring position, they would probably be first in the NL Central right now. It, it, they don't have to be spectacular at it. They just have to be middle of the road. And this is a good baseball team. We just haven't seen it consistently over the course of the season, especially over the last month or so.
1: Right, and it starts with taking good at bats. That's a lot what Craig Counsel talked about, and like even guys who didn't have extra base hits or any RBIs this year, like or the series, Vogelbach drew three walks. Travis Shaw went hitless this series, oh nine, but drew three walks. We had Sean Urias both draw bases loaded RBI walks in the series, which is like I don't know. The Brewers feel like they've set a record doing that this year. It's just happening so often. It's really rather strange. So, I have a question, Tyler. Um,
0: I'm guessing I know what it is, but it just looks really funny. You have McKinney on our sheet, zero for zero with an RBI. That's quite the stat (laughs) line. Yeah, I think he had a sack fly if I remember correctly. (laughs) That's that's what I thought, but it just looks so funny. (laughs) Um, Like I said, if we can just get consistent offense, you know, like you mentioned, get some walks, get on base, solid ABs. And this, this offense is good enough, contrary to uh, what Brewers Twitter will have you believe. Because, fuck, if you listen to Brewers Twitter, you would think the fucking world is falling apart. Jesus Christ. I assume the Brewers haven't won a game all year if I just based it on what fucking Brewers Twitter was saying. I That's ridiculous. Calm down, people. It is May. If they continue to struggle... And not play very well, and it's August, September. Then complain. It is May, and the Brewers are five hundred. Calm down, please.
1: Well, yeah, you know, when I said we won our last series against the Marlins, and we've it felt like months ago. It was like two weeks ago. So like, it's <laughs> it's just been feeling really slow as of late. I, I will give everyone that. Uh, as long as we're on the offensive side and things picking up, what's your stance on Keston Hira right now? So he's played nine games down in the minor leagues. He has a 438 average, 526 on, or slugging percentage, and then a 906 OPS. He's hit six doubles, and he's homered in his last three games for three homers. Is it time to bring him back up or no?
0: So my question to you, Tyler, do you know what he's playing defensively? First. So, good. To me – This needed to happen, but all he needed was some confidence. Clearly, he has the confidence, so I'm ready for him to be back. I think that's the right move at the time. I think it was the right move to send him down. Clearly, he has all the confidence in the world right now. He is raking. Get him back up here. Yeah, he's not going to hit 430 or whatever you just said in the majors, but if he comes up and hits 280 in his – raking the deep ball like he is in in the minors right now yeah get him up here he is a very good player he had some struggles learning a new position and he was probably thinking too much about that and then you know he started to struggle and then he tried to do too much with one swing you know try to hit three home runs with one swing of the bat type of thing that he was doing Send him down. Get him some confidence. That confidence has to be at an all-time high. Let's get him up.
1: I agree. And uh, this is kind of funny. I misspoke. His Actually, his on-base percentage is 526. His slugging percentage is 900 right now (laughs) through nine games.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, get him up, please. Holy shit.
1: (laughs) Now, he is still striking out a fair amount, as in – his normal strikeout self. I, that's what a lot of people are like, no, no. But I think that's just going to be a part of his game for a while here. It's like even in 2019 when he was up here, he struck out a lot. But his, like you said, his confidence was high. And he just put that strikeout behind him, came out his next at bat, and delivered.
0: And the thing with Keston is, like you said, he he just has struck out his whole career. Like, he is a a true slugger in every sense of the word. He's that home run or strikeout type of player. And that's fine as long as he's getting the doubles, the home runs, right? As long as he's hitting the ball, it is okay because you can deal with a strikeout after Christian Yelich loads the bases or, you know, hits a double with two outs and you're just trying to manufacture a run when you're down a run and he strikes out, but you know, the next time he comes up, it's it's the 10th inning, runner on second, and now he hits a double and, and you win the game, right? So you're going to have those ups and downs with him. That's just who he is as a hitter. He's a big-time, you know, swing or miss. It's, it's a home run or it's a strikeout. That's what he is, and I don't think waiting for the strikeouts to come down in the minors should be what you do because they're flat out just not going to do it because that's not the pitcher he is, or the hitter he is,
1: excuse me. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And within his confidence coming back is like right at this is the perfect timing. We have a bunch of left handed pitchers that we're going to be seeing here towards the end of May, early part of June, at least, you know, if everything stays as planned. And this lineup, I talked about this, how I did not like how our lineup looked against left handed pitchers a few podcasts ago. But now, if you have a confident Kesson here a back, at first base, and you can put Urias at third base now because we have this trade that we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> um, now you can get Travis Shaw out of the lineup with lefties out there. No more putting him at third and Pablo Re- or Shaw at first and Reyes at third. Like that, I just hated that. Um, so I think that it's going to help out a ton. But speaking of the trade, Willie Adonis traded. Uh, from the Rays, along with Trevor Richards, a right-handed pitcher for Drew Rasmussen and my man JP Fireheisen. So, what are your thoughts on this trade right now that you've had a, a couple days to digest it? At first, I was not very happy.
0: I will be completely honest. I looked at because um, originally I just assumed Trevor Richards was just a throw-in piece. I don't really know. You know, he comes out gets two innings pitched in this one, allows a hit. Um, Maybe he's more than that. I don't really know. I honestly did not watch him pitch this series, so I'm not really sure what to think of him. But I immediately looked up Willie's numbers, and it was like sub 200 this year, and I was just like, and we got rid of JP and Rasmussen for him. That's a lot of firepower. Because those were... Our guys, and I swear I've said bridge player in the bullpen like 85 times this season, those were the guys I was talking about. To get from starter or middle reliever or whatever to Williams and Hayter, it was J.P. and Rasmussen. Those were the options. Well, now those options are gone. So it definitely, definitely worsens the bullpen. And then I saw that, like I said, sub-200 batting average this year for for Willie, and I'm just like, oh, my God, come on, why? I did hear Rock say on today's broadcast that he will strike out. Mm-hmm. As he has some higher strikeout numbers, but he barrels up a lot more than most players. He's above average in that regard. So he's going to hit the ball hard when he hits it. It kind of reminds you of Keston Hira. He doesn't have that type of level of power that Keston has, I don't think, but if he's barreling up the ball or striking out, that's not a bad thing. You know, um, two for six in the series, obviously couple RBIs. Uh, originally, I was upset just looking at the stats, but he looks and seems like a great clubhouse guy. He's always the first one coming out. He was the first one to cra- congratulate Urias with his home run. Um, he was the first one out after the Avi Garcia opposite field home run today. It's exciting to see him excited about guys he just met, basically. And then also two for six, two walks, one strikeout, two RBIs. If, if he can give us something similar to that, you know, let's say he gets 12 because he's the everyday shortstop. You know, if he gets 12 at-bats and he's going four of 12 with a couple walks, couple RBIs yeah that that's what we need at that position because Urias just is not consistent enough and if he can be consistent I think that's going to be the big thing Um, I guess I just want to know your thoughts on Trevor Richards is is he just a throw-in piece or is he can he be a useful piece in this bullpen?
1: I think he can be useful, but he's not going to be anything spectacular like J.P. Feierheisen or even Drew Rasmussen could have been. So Richards was a former starter. I think his first two years were like 17 and 18. He started near 30 games. That was like with the Marlins or something. Um, had like a mid-4 four ZRA, 4-3, four 4-4, four four, somewhere around there, and then got turned into the bullpen, kind of serving that long reliever role, which we mentioned bridge for Rasmussen. Or the, the Brewers mentioned that they might want to use him in a long reliever role as well, too. Um, so he's already established at that long reliever role, which I think is good. He's, he's just going to be an innings eater. It's, it's not going to be anything crazy. He's a three-pitch pitcher, doesn't throw a ton of heat, but he can be effective and eat some innings, you know, like he did today. So, uh, yeah, I think he's not necessarily just a throw-in because he's a proven MLB contributor, um, even though if it's, it's just an average guy at best. As for Adamus, I think you were spot on. He barrels pitches up. He was in like the 98th percentile in 2019 for that, and then near 30% strikeout rate um, throughout his year. So does strike out a lot. But uh, on baseball reference, his 162-game average. Listen to this. Batting average, 255. On base, 321, 420 slugging, 740 OPS, 21 homers, 60 RBIs. That is the epitome of what we wanted out of Orlando Arcia, right there. 20 home 20 homer potential just hit 250 or above like this is who we're going to get and he's a sure-handed defender so i i think this is going to be a really good deal for the brewers especially because he's under club control for the next three years as well
0: so just baseline you know offensively like you said i think he can be what we want from that shortstop position and what we want as brewers fans from the shortstop position is not much it's a 250 hitter. <laughs> we just we just want some consistency, um, and yeah, not the 250 hitter that hits 300 for a month, but then hits you know 150 for the next month and a half. Like we just need some consistency in that regard. Solid defender, like you mentioned. So if he can just be consistently 250, 260 type of hitter, you know, if we can get him up above that, you know, his his first year in the league, he was 278. It was 85 games, 300, over 300 plate appearances. If we can get him somewhere close to that, you know, 270 mark, that's a that's a pretty big win in my book and I think helps this team tremendously. So what are your thoughts, Tyler? Is he the everyday shortstop from here? Is it going to be a platoon? What's it going to be? What, what can we expect from the shortstop position now that there's – Two on the roster again.
1: Uh, at least for the short term, he is going to be the shortstop guy. I think counsel came out and said this essentially puts Urias in a utility infielder spot. Um, so it's going to be Adamus at least, you know, until he, if he slumps or, you know, goes through something crazy like that. Um, he's going to be the man, uh, at least in the interim. And I think it's exciting. We, you mentioned he's a sure-handed defender. I think it was last year or two years ago he had like a plus eight DRS which was second best among shortstops right next to the gold glover (laughs) Um, I forget who won it that year so um, yeah I'm excited to see what he can do and it it should be interesting to watch
0: yeah definitely and like I said I was upset at first but I think it's a good move Um, I don't love the getting rid of both JP and Drew Rasmussen, I wish it was, ideally, I wish we would have kept JP and got rid of Drew Rasmussen plus a Perdomo. That would have been a lot (laughs) for the Brewers, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'm definitely feeling more comfortable with this trade now that I've had time to process it and learn a little bit more about Adamus, especially, like I said, I haven't really focused much on the, the Trevor Richards portion of this.
1: Yeah, and Fireheisen did pick up a save today for the Rays, so it's like, oh, <laughs> man, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, like, also D-Strange Gordon got released during this process as well. It kind of sounded like he asked for it, and it's just kind of like, I think Council said it was like, or Stern said it was like, you know, one of those things where if a veteran player says, hey, I want to be released to, you know, go play at the MLB level somewhere else, they they just grant him his wishes and away he went because there's no other reason why they would have released him. He was hitting really, really well. We just didn't really have a spot for him. All right, let's dial it back to the series here. Let's go into MVP. And Dud. What do you got for the MVP? This is This is one that
0: I have been struggling with a little bit to, to figure out who I want to give it to. But I think because he hasn't gotten one this year, at least not that I'm aware of. And I think this is a start of a trend. I don't think he was the best player in the series for the Brewers, but it's a start of a trend. So I'm going to go Christian Jelic because he's coming out of that slump. And I just want to kind of pat him on the back and keep him moving in this correct direction so that that is my uh reasoning for this pick even though like i said there probably is some better options to pick but i'm i'm just gonna go with christian yelich
1: that is very fair logic and this series is really tough because like no one really stands out from an mvp standpoint i think it was really good team collective effort the starting pitching wasn't necessarily the greatest in this series uh, Devin Williams and Josh Hader both threw uh, shutout outings, which that's good to see. Devin Williams has been trending in the right direction, struck out the side in his appearance in this series against the Reds. Took him 17 pitches to do it. Josh Hader picked up a save, his 10th of the year. Um, but yeah, oof, I don't even really even know who I want to go for, and I am have to say it in about five seconds. <laughs> uh, so, you know what, I'm gonna, this is going to be really awkward, but I'm going to go with Alicia Reyes because I gave him a dud last time he we draft or trade for his replacement and then he goes 3 of 8 with a walk a double a homer 2 RBIs and handles it like a professional I think that's key because as a going to be a rotating utility infielder for the short term future here still having his bat when it's going is a good thing to have and I'm really impressed with how he handled all of it so I'm going to go with Urias
0: yeah and uh, my honorable mention was Willie Adamas. Brewers are 2-0 since (laughs) he's been on the club, so case in point there.
1: (laughs) All right, only got the rest of the season to go undefeated, so (laughs) no pressure, (laughs) Adamus. What about series dud? Who do you got? I have a player in mind,
0: and I was trying to talk myself out of this player, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So uh, I'm just going to go with the hurler, hurler himself, Adrian Hauser. Four innings pitched, five hits, six earned runs. The big one for me, four walks, was a big reason why there was constantly runners on base. This was the game that I texted Tyler and said, how the hell do you watch this? Um, This was a struggle of a game overall. No one played particularly well in it, but Adrian Hauser was a big part of that. Just did not have his stuff you know, Tyler, I think you mentioned second consecutive bad start in a row. Um, we just need him to get a little bit better. And my other guy that I was very close to putting on here, um, partially because I was yelling at him all Friday night, well, for two innings on Friday night, and Tyler, you probably know who this is, It's probably my least favorite pitcher on the roster, and that's Josh Lindblom. He was a very close honorable mention for me for the for the series dud
1: (laughs) yeah well adrian hauser is my series dud as well god just the command has been so bad and i don't blame me for being mad at Lindblom either there's a lot of people calling for him to get dfa'd and and whatnot and you know it's hard to argue against it at this point it just continues to be terrible for him um offensively in terms of like an honorable mention dud I don't know. You can look at JBJ. He had six strikeouts and 11 at-bats this series. But, you know, we've seen him go through these hot and cold stretches where he strikes out a lot. Um, thankfully, he was able to contribute two RBIs with one of his hits, so that was at least one positive there. Uh, but, yeah, let's switch over. We got the Padres coming up next year. We have four games against them. We are 3-0 and against the Padres this year, so that's at least nice.
0: That's about uh, to change.
1: Yeah, because the, <laughs> the Padres as we're recording this, have won eight games in a row. They're currently up eight to one. So it's about to be nine games in a row. I don't know what's going to happen this series, but it's going to be, I think, a lot different than the first time we saw them.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So I want to kind of say the same thing that I did before that series is I just want to see the Brewers be competitive in this series because like the Brewers swept them and The Padres have been on a fucking tear since then. Tyler mentioned their win streak. Um, You know, you look back since the Brewers, I think they've probably lost like three games. They've been incredible over the last however many weeks that has been. So to me, it's just can we cool them off a little bit and continue the Willie Adamas win streak? (laughs)
1: yeah that's important keep the anonymous (laughs) mystery going (laughs) mean, the front part of the series is going to be super interesting to watch it's going to be Woodruff and Snell on Monday then game two is Burns and Musgrove so lots of good pitching I I think I feel really confident that our aces are going and the bats got going today so hopefully we can you know maybe give Brandon Woodruff some run support for once that would be nice We're at home, so we don't have to stay up until 12 o'clock to watch these games. (laughs) Uh, So I think it's going to be very, very entertaining. Am I confidence going to go in our favor? No, I'm not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it'll definitely be fun to watch. Like you said, we'll be able to watch them. Um, Exciting to have guys like Woody and Burns out there. And definitely good pitchers on the other side of it, too. So it's going to be important for this offense to you know continue what they did the last two games and be consistent hit when there's runners available to be driven in get some runs on the board early give your pitchers some run support because freddie peralta seems to get all of it and brandon woodruff deserves a fucking run or two
1: (laughs) is that so much to ask for (laughs) (laughs) no kidding (laughs) Yeah, and we have to win at least one game this series because Craig Council is currently tied with Ned Yost for most wins as a Brewers manager at 457. So we at least got to surpass Yost here with Council in this series. So that can't be too much to ask for. <laughs> I don't know,
0: Tyler. Sounds like another sweep.
1: <laughs> uh, don't say it. Don't <laughs> I
0: don't say it. I. I, I don't feel very confident with that at if all, we but.
1: if we are recapping the brewers getting swept on thursday night so that podcast coming out friday right before memorial day weekend i'd be really pissed fault, <laughs> my fault my fault <laughs> all right but as i said we'll be back we'll recap this series thursday night so podcast coming out friday You'll be able to listen to it as you're hopefully going on vacation and doing something fun over Memorial Day weekend. But that's going to do it for us here today, and we will talk to you later, Brew fans.
0: Trust in Stearns.